Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. Once again, I am your host, Matt Weinstein, joining me this afternoon. The big homie, Mark Sanger, and the modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazuski. Guys, it's been a while, but wrestling doesn't stop. No, not even during a pandemic. But uh, unfortunately, we kind of have. We kind of let the people down, but we're back. We are back, yes. I feel like we got to, you know, since gender kind of sucks and is not in the picture anymore, Mm -hmm. can I get, like, a new nickname? Or, like, is that me forever? I don't know why you would even think to ask for one. I don't know why you would want one. For some reason, I know I, I forgot the whole like gender thing, and I was like, "Where is he going with his probably gender as the first topic of, of like conversation right now?" I'm just like, I, well, well, I totally forgot that was me until you started saying, "I'm like, oh, damn it, this, uh, this is still my nickname." Like, at least like at least the per- at least when Demir's pretend that's still a cool nickname. The modern he's a new thing every week. I don't know. Uh, I, we got we got to find something new for me. That's your na- look. I'm not gonna try very hard. And next week, if we're here, and I say, "Oh, I got nothing." He's the modern day Clemerange. That's who he is. Uh, but but in the meantime, one man, six segue, who's been try been trying very very hard, and I'll say succeeding since the last time we all got together. The WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. He has had an incredible run at the top of the card. Yes, he has. He's looked, he's looked really solid, and especially in these, you know, last couple months and last couple of pay-per-views where he's faced Randy Orton, and he's looked very, very good in the ring. They've built him up so strongly. He took the, the pinfall on Raw the other day. I think that was his first pinfall loss since before WrestleMania. So you're talking, what, six months? I'd say probably before the Rumble. I can't imagine. I don't think he, by the time he won the Rumble. Yeah, during, during the build, I doubt he ever got pinned. You're right. They probably Survivor Series, to be honest with you. And they, they usually have a hard time with, like, the badass baby face. It's kind of like a carbon copy, like copy and paste they usually do. They've done a good job with Drew. No, they've, they've done really good. And, you know, people say, like, oh, you know, they didn't really – it kind of stinks that, like, there's no crowd there to, you know, embrace uh, Drew being the champion, but he's done, a, he's done a very good job without the crowd. I think the no crowd, at the beginning of his run, not having the crowd helped him a lot because, like, I remember the, the day after WrestleMania, he had the program with Andrade and Selena Vega right away, yeah. and he could just talk. He didn't have to shout over the crowd. He didn't have to really cut promos. He was just talking. He, you know, he would give these quick jabs, and all of a sudden, it's, wow, this guy's, like, very good on the mic. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. He can hold his own. Oh, on top of that, you know, he's six foot seven, whatever, and he's a freaking ass kisser, ass kicker. Not an ass kisser, ass kicker. Yeah. Very, two very different things. But um, I, and I think that the past month or two, uh, some people have soured on the run just because of the Orton feud which I don't think has been bad. Mm-hmm. But at this point now, you have at the end of the month, Orton and McIntyre in a hell in a cell match. At this point, if Orton isn't going to win the title, what's the deal here? Why does this continue to move forward? And I don't think there's any shot that Randy wins a hell in a cell. Like, mm-hmm. I think initially I thought Randy could win, like, in the beginning of this feud. And I thought he probably should win because Randy was – Randy was the best thing going on television, on – television with his legend killer gimmick the promos he was coming he was doing like ridiculously good work i thought maybe it's time to flip the switch and take it off drew but now i, just, I have no idea when drew's gonna lose the belt i think i personally thought that drew was gonna lose at clash champions in the ambulance match but you know now that the fact that they're even continuing it to the next pay-per-view i really do think that they're gonna give randy the belt Inside hell of a inside hell of a, hell in a cell. It may, it may, it makes sense at this point because why continue like Matt like you just said why continue this feud if Randy's not gonna win the championship. Regardless, I think the feud has to be over at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. 
because you could argue that it's already a bit too long. Yeah, but then you can't really see Drew just lying over and like being okay with it if Randy wins. So it would, it would continue. Got to think. All right, well, Drew will win the title, and that'll be that. I think Drew wins, and the feud's over. I mean, who? Uh, we might. Otis could come out of nowhere. He still has money in the bank. Let's not forget this. I mean, Randy could just switch shows and start something new. Draft is tomorrow. The draft is tomorrow, which is huge, which we will get to. We're going to have our very own mock draft. Clem, I'm sorry for totally ignoring you because I hate Otis with a briefcase. I'm sorry. I'm passing what you said, but continue. (laughs) Um, I forgot he was the Mr. Money in the Bank. I think we all did until like two weeks ago when he showed back up. I read an article yesterday, and it was like, I don't even remember what the headline was. And one of the things was, Otis is Mr. Money in the Bank. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't remember. I saw a tweet. They were like, oh, we're trying to, like, creative is thinking of many different ways to take the the briefcase off of him. But, like, so far, no, because Vince loves him. I was like, okay, sure. Like, the thing is with Otis, and I know we're, like, getting off topic a little bit here, but I – Obviously, I don't think Otis would could can be a WWE champion, but if the, he uses it on like the tag titles, I don't hate that. In general, it's different. I I I know I get it. Like it's it not. Is, good, that's the way that it should go. It's the briefcase. So you, but it's, it's yeah. a waste of money in the bank. It is. Yeah, I w- I will agree. But the men's money in the bank t- uh, briefcase has been wasted. What three out of the last four years? It's been unsustainable. And, and let's say he doesn't waste it. Who's he gonna beat? Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns? I mean, maybe do we see an Otis heel turn? Or or the Fiend or Brock? Or like he's never going to go near these guys. No, not at all. But to, to, to use it on the tag titles makes the most sense, you know. And I don't hate it, yes. I hate it at the same time. I think it's underwhelming too because while the story wound up being pretty good with Oscar, how she cashed in by just becoming the champion on Becky, like it kind of wasted both of them in a sense. Yeah, there was there's been no briefcase. Yeah, it sucks. Well, that's the only difference. Like, I don't think I, – I think Oscar might still be holding the money in the bank at this point. It's just that, you know, Becky and Seth had to, you know, have sex and just be like, oh, hey, I'm going to impregnate you. So, that's – I mean, that's the only that, reason. That's exactly how it happened, actually. Yeah. Well, Oscar probably doesn't win that if Becky's not pregnant. That's true. I think so, too, you know, because Becky's the hottest thing since – was the hottest thing since sliced bread in the company. And who knows? But I mean, congrats on the sex, Becky and Seth. That's that's two times you just needed to get that out there. Anyway, um, you know, we met. We talked about Drew McIntyre. I mentioned Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, the full heel turn, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, accompanied by Paul Heyman. This thing gets better every single week. So good. This is the best work of Roman's career. Like it is so good. It's so compelling and so fun to watch. Like I'm excited for the first time in a while. Like when Roman's music hits, like what are they going to do now? Like this is going to be really fun. I cannot wait for them to change the music. That's the last thing I need. That's what they have to do. Next. Yeah. What, what was the last Clash of Champions? He came out. He didn't wrestle in the vest. Yeah, no shirt on. It was from the Shield gimmick. Change the music, please. I'm begging you. This is what you know us as fans, the WWE universe has been wanting to see from Roman for the longest time. Yeah. They tried to make him a heel in the past, but it, it just didn't work. But now – never went full into it. They were always, like, iffy with it. Exactly. Now that you put him along with Paul Heyman, which people have said to do this for years now, to put him with Paul Heyman, and then the fact that they're finally doing it, it is phenomenal. I couldn't be more happy to watch Roman Reigns on my TV now. My favorite part of their match, him and uh, Uso, was when – he was like, I want you to call me Tribal Chief. And then Paul was like, you are my Tribal Chief. But like, not you. <laughs> it was like the funniest thing ever. Well, that, to me, is such an interesting part to it that the dynamic between Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman is so different <clears throat> than Paul Heyman and any client he's had in the past. Like, <clears throat> him and Brock Lesnar come to the ring. He's hyping up Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar probably is like, like, realistically, they leave, they hop on Brock's jet, and Brock Lesnar probably hooks Paul up with whatever he wants. They're buddies. Like, he's scared of Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. Like, he's working for Roman. Roman's not his client. You know what I'm saying? And that, I hope that doesn't just lead to, like, a quick, oh, by the way, he's going to hit 
Paul Heyman with a spear and he's done. Now he's a heel. He doesn't need him. I hope they stick together, but it's just, it's very different, which I'm enjoying. Yeah. Same. It's, it's again, like I said, this is something we've been wanting for a while now. And I think it is perfect that the way Matt, like you just, like you just mentioned, like, like Paul is working for Roman. It's not like Brock is working for Paul. It's, it's completely switched. And it's like, Oh, this is great. Like, if Paul Heyman's afraid of Roman Reigns, we're all afraid of Roman Reigns. You, you went full heel, heel turn. This is exactly what the people wanted. And what I've enjoyed in the throughout the Jey Uso story is that when they cut those promos, he's like, no, I don't want to fight you. I love you, Uso. You're my cousin. You're my blood. Yeah. But I'm just going to bury you at Clash of Champions. And like, the whole thing was very well done. Yeah, he kept saying, "Take the payday, just just lay down." Like that, that was that was amazing. Like that was he's never been the main event in his life. Jimmy Uso is it Jay or Jimmy? I'm sorry. Yeah, you, come on. Yeah, I know. I'm part of the problem. What are you? Oh. You're that's part of the exactly part of the problem exactly. But um, Jay's never been the main event in his life. Roman's like, just take the payday, just lie down. You're in the main event, the big pay per view against Roman Reigns, the Universal Title. Just lie down and like such a good story. It really. is very good too, Jay Uso. Yeah, he is. You're seeing him in a different light because like he's even mentioned like he's been he's a tag wrestler he's been a tag he's been a tag yeah. his whole career and now that you know jimmy's what injured or he's, jimmy's hurt. he's hurt okay yeah he's injured he finally gets to you know showcase those his singles ability which he can very much well do that we saw it now we just saw a clash of champions and he can he can be a singles wrestler if he wanted to he gave him a win over aj last week yeah that was big yeah. And they have Jimmy throwing in the towel for Jay. He, he, so he didn't totally get the loss. Now, what I had thought up in this old brain of mine, right at the beginning of the Jay Uso story, and now as we keep moving forward, it looks like, like it could be more and more of a possibility. What I hope they're going to do, but I just hope that the culmination, there's no title on the line, that you know Roman's just going to go through his whole family until he gets to The Rock at WrestleMania. Dwayne, yeah. That's got to be the match, right? But, you know, he's, he's going to beat up Jay and Jimmy Uso. Rikishi will come down and defend them. Uh, at some point, you know, whoever else is in the family, maybe he'll spear Nia Jax. Who knows? But then at some point, if they just line up all the Anawaiis one by one, who's the last guy? And even on Twitter – or, uh, or on Instagram, some social, some sort of social media platform, The Rock had said, like, yeah, I'd get in the ring with yeah, yeah. They're just planting the seeds. And not, you know, who knows what this year's WrestleMania is going to be like. There's a rumor that it's, they're moving it to Raymond James Stadium, where it was supposed to be last year. You know, it might not be in California. It might not be with fans. Who knows at that point? But there's nothing better than if it was WrestleMania Goes Hollywood, Roman Reigns versus The Rock. I think the problem with that, like, it would be amazing. We would all lose our minds. This, Rock has to win, right? No. I think he does, man. But how does – what's the culmination of the story if Roman, win, if Roman beats everybody? He's the heel. Big dog. He's the number one guy in the family. Yeah. So then after he beats Dwayne, we move past the family stuff? I guess so, and then whoever inevitably beats this is a long, progressive thing to happen. Yeah, there's plenty of time, and especially too because with the pandemic, we don't know, you know, with fans and without fans, though that could play an impact on how the storyline is going to go. I feel like he has to be humble, though. That's like the culmination of the story, and he has to be like, no, like Dwayne's the guy. Like, not I'm not saying Dwayne is. I'm saying like he needs to lose ultimately. No, but see, then that's then we can't have full like then that's not the good Roman. We want to see Roman kick ass and take names. He's gonna do that for the next X, like six months, and then well, he has to lose. I event sure he does have to lose eventually, but he doesn't have to lose throughout that family story. He could run through the family, be I'm the guy, I'm the guy, and then somebody outside of the family, whether it's related to that story or it's totally done. It's, eventually, yeah, he loses. You think he beats The Rock? I think so. If that match happens, 100%. Definitely? Okay. Yeah, I do. I like it a lot. Makes sense. I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it'd be fun. 
It's interesting. Where else do you go other than that? If let's just say in the next, you know, in the next month, Roman Reigns versus the Uso storyline, that's just done. And now Roman's the champion with no challenger. Who do you got? I mean, definitely people, especially, you know, you don't know who's going to be on what show because of the draft, but I think that they could play this thing out. They can. They absolutely can. And like you said, you know, with the, the whole family storyline, they've mentioned it time and time again that their family is WWE. You know, they go, it goes all the way back. Even, you know, Rikishi, Nia Jax, the Usos, the Rock, except on and on and on and whoever it was. It's, it, it, it makes perfect sense, what Matt said. So we got the two world champions. Um, let's go, we'll go back to Raw because there hasn't been too many bright spots on Raw lately. Um, I'm looking at you, Raw Underground. But as a bright spot or as a not bright spot? It's very, very dark. What I absolutely have loved is the Hurt business. Okay. Yep. I think that with the exception of Drew McIntyre, MVP has been the MVP of this COVID no fan era on Monday Night Raw. What do you guys think? I agree with you. I When the Hurt Business first started out, I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. Bobby Lashley, MVP. Like, I like the idea of putting MVP with Bobby Lashley because we all know Bobby Lashley can't talk for shit. So it, it made sense. It made perfect sense. But and then you saw it, it's like oh god. But then you see more of it happening. It's like, you know what? This is I can get behind this. This is pretty good. Like it's it's been good television. It's been really good. No, I agree. It's been it's been really enjoyable to watch. I was kind of in a similar boat with Clem where I was like, all right, we're making the. I think I was upset because they started this stable right when like, uh, Zelina Vegas stable was like pretty hot, and I was like, why is there another heel stable? It doesn't make sense. And Zelina obviously kind of like faded away. But, um, no, it's been, like, really good. I think the feuds have, like, really dragged out. With, but now it's a nice twist. Mustafa Ali we will get to. But I feel like they fought Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Apollo Crews for the last three months. It's the, eventually, they just had nothing to do. Yeah. When they started throwing in Retribution. And when MVP goes up to Adam Pierce and he's like, you need guys, you know. Or I guess it might have been Shane that night, actually. You know, you need guys. We're, we're your guys for a price. We'll take care of them, yeah. And when Retribution comes to the ring with their eight members, and the show ends with the Hurt Business fighting off Retribution with McIntyre and Keith Lee, that was, that was so much fun. It was. It was. Look, and, you know, whether they're he- heels or baby faces, they're just hired guns. Yeah. And MVP could talk anybody up to the main event. And that's what he's doing. Lashley obviously didn't need the rub to get to the main event, but he needed the mouthpiece. But that's what he's doing for Shelton Benjamin. He's a monster, too, by the way. Ever since uh, Lashley lost to McIntyre, he's been a monster. He's just dominating everyone. He has been. He's looked really good in the ring. And again, like to to put him with MVP, who we all know MVP may not be the best wrestler, but he can talk. We know he can talk. And to put them two together made perfect sense. I'm still holding out hope. Give me WrestleMania. Bob versus Brock. I need it. I need to see it. No. I don't know if Brock's coming back. You've been talking about that for years now, Matt. I just... At some point, he'll be back. That, that does nothing for me. Yes. When, you know, Brock's contract ran out and everybody said, oh, you know, he didn't resign. I bet he goes to AEW. And why well, use that voice to mimic Clem, who in our group chat wrote that day, do you guys think Brock's going to go to AEW? No, of course not. They just need to re-sign him because there's no reason to re-sign him. They're not using him. The first day that the WWE has a big show with fans again, Brock Lesnar will be in the building. I guarantee it. Yeah, but what if that's, I mean, that's what we awaited with, you know, the Sasha Bailey feud. We, we all knew they were waiting for fans. But it's like, how long can you hold it off until the fans get back? We, we generally have no idea when fans... Did, uh, did you guys think it was a weird time to pull the trigger with that? With Sasha and Bailey? Yeah. Long overdue. I get it. Like, they wanted to do it with the fans there. It made sense with the fans. But it was long overdue. I just thought the timing was weird for them to do it 
when they did it. Like, like you said, it was overdue. They were trying to wait as long as they could. And I guess they were like, we just have to start this. Yeah, but random SmackDown. It, it was a random SmackDown. I wasn't even watching. I got the alert and I was like, they really did it now. Like, SummerSlam is, if that's when you were going to do it, yeah. probably would have been the idea. It was a random SmackDown. She beats down Sasha. But she can't, I'm not even, I don't even care about the way it happened or how I'm not invested in the way I should be. The reason I'm not invested is that Sasha came back too early. She's back already. Yeah, it was like a week or two, right? It was nothing. And I guess, you know, there were some reported, if possibly, you know, COVID positives that kept a couple of the women out for Clash of Champions. So they couldn't do the Nikki Cross match with Bailey. She had nothing to do. And I guess they said, it, you know, it's very possible that they just said, hey, we got nothing. Let's just hot shot Sasha. She wasn't going to come back for two, three more weeks. But you know what? Let's get her in. Um, also, I think that she's in the main feud now because she's in The Mandalorian. So they want to get her on TV doing something. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Like, actually? Yeah, because they're nuts. She, because they could say every time she goes to the ring in this high-profile feud, Michael Cole can say, it's boss time, and you can catch Sasha Banks on Disney Plus in The Mandalorian. Is she actually in the show, or is she just like, a, like an extra? I don't know. I have no idea. Is the Mandalorian, is, is the Mandalorian, is the Disney, does Disney own WWE? No. Oh, okay. Um, well, like, that was a crazy thing to ask. Disney owns that weird question. They mentioned it that she's in the Mandalorian. And what? Have they mentioned it? I didn't watch SmackDown. I don't know if they have yet. But like, no, because Disney owns Fox. They partner with Fox. It wouldn't be so far out for them to say, "Oh, you know, Sasha Banks in the Mandalorian, and look, she's the SmackDown Women's Champion." It. They've done crazier things. Yeah, no, you're right. They gave Rob Gronkowski the twenty four seven championship. Is that, that's not even crazy. Great idea. Yeah. Meanwhile, he, he he went back to football to sit on the bench with then. He's, he's an extra blocker. Um, anyway, uh, Sasha and Bailey, when it eventually gets going, I'm going to be into it. Uh, I think Bailey is, right now, I think she's the number one woman in the company. I think she's been incredible. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now we got we got away from it. I want to get a little back into it. It's retribution on Raw. Um, you loved this, didn't you? There's things I like about it. There's things I don't like about it. Okay. As of now, the net for me, the negatives outweigh the positives. Really? But the reveal of Mustafa Ali as the leader can severely tip the scale into the positives. What I don't love is that at, a, at one time there's like 30 people running around yeah, people who have been established who have names should just be the group do you like slapjack no that's my <laughs> we know who these people are you know what i mean especially the fact that it's like mia yin has bright blue hair and the mask doesn't cover her face her name is reckoning no, it's, it's stupid. But if you take away the names and you take away the masks, this is fu- this is good. I enjoy it. It's based on fact. Dominic Dijakovic, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden, Mia Yim, and it seems like Mercedes Martinez isn't going to be in the group anymore. Um, which I don't love or hate. And now Mustafa Ali, they're all people who have legitimate claims of being slighted by management, of not getting an opportunity, having a bone to pick with somebody that they would do something like this. Mustafa Ali now as a potential mouthpiece and the leader is very fun. I mean, the only one that really doesn't make sense is Dijakovic. Dijakovic had his fair share of title opportunities in NXT. He really... Which the argument could be made that the hottest feud in NXT was Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. And after that great feud between the two of them, Keith Lee is the guy who got to push it Survivor Series. Keith Lee was the one who stepped up to Brock in the Rumble. Keith Lee is the one who gets called up to Raw. So you you can make the argument. It makes sense. No, it does make sense. And it makes perfect sense that 
you know, Mustafa Ali is the leader of retribution because, you know, we all saw, we all knew at, before WrestleMania 35 that Mustafa Ali was going to get this big push. Instead, he got injured and Kofi and we saw what, what Kofi was able to do with it and what he was able to do at WrestleMania when we all know that was supposed to be Mustafa Ali, really. Well, he wasn't going to go that far, but he was going to be in the Elimination Chamber. He had a semi-main event role on SmackDown at that point. You know, he wouldn't have caught lightning in a bottle like Kofi did, but still, he gets hurt and then just loses any opportunity that he would have had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he posted a picture on Instagram yesterday of – so, and this is why people are saying Mercedes Martinez isn't going to be in the group anymore because it was a picture of what, like the main time that each of the members have been slighted or like their issue with management. And for Mustafa Ali, the big picture in the middle was him on top of the ladder about to grab the briefcase. Oh, with Brock. Right when Brock came out. That was so bad. Well, I mean, another argument he oh, can have. I'm excited. It, but again, it, get rid of the masks, get rid of the names. My Dominic Dijakovic story I just told you about doesn't work because Keith Lee never wrestled T-Bar. Yeah. Wrestled Dominic Dijakovic. You see what I'm, you know what I mean? It is weird, but yeah, you're right now. Yeah. The same thing with Dio Madden. Dio Madden, not even a year ago, was doing color on Run Raw. And he stepped up to Brock to save Jerry Lawler. He took an F. Oh, that's him? It's the same guy, yeah. I didn't know that. That's funny. Like he's got a, he got his deal too. He stepped up, took an F five, was never to be heard from again. One thing too about this retribution angle, I feel like it's just like they're trying to compete with AEW so much. AEW was like, oh, we got the Dark Order. WWE was like, you know what? We'll we'll we'll, we'll one bet you retribution. I I disagree. Oh, it's a stretch. Oh. It's a it's a big stretch. I I don't think that that's the case. But people, namely Chris Klim, like to take the two shows and say, look, one's doing this good, so the other has to try to – they're two different shows. No, they are. I, I know. don't agree with it at all. But you, you, know, you, can't, you can't tell me that Vince is looking at AEW every now and again. It's like – me If you told me, hey, I spoke to Vince McMahon yesterday, and this is what he said, I'd believe you. Well, I wouldn't believe that it happened, but like – <laughs> If, if a credible source said, hey, I spoke to Vince McMahon and this is what he said, and yeah, he's ripping off the Dark Order, I'd buy that. But I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else has been going on? The Street Profits have been champions forever. I, I could care less. I enjoy the Street Profits, but I, I like... They're like fun, they're entertaining, but like... Why they didn't they- had one few that I cared at all about. I didn't say the Viking Raiders. I didn't care at all about the Viking Raiders and then wow. playing Lights. That stuff was fun, but like Andrade and Angel Garza literally had a title match at every show since WrestleMania. Why did they never win? I thought they were a lock the last one last week. So did I. Like, now, okay. now they're broken up. It's just it's just like it's something to do. It's it's but that's the thing though, and we've seen it the past what, four or five years now? With WWE tag teams, the WWE cannot make a stable tag division. It's crazy to think that. Pending the draft, um, I bet they lose to Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Robert. Ooh, I'm so excited for Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Again. It's, it's just something different. Um, that, that sucks, by the way, that big reveal. But I was I like Robert Roode a lot. So when I, I like him too, but like they hyped that up to be something like really cool, and it was like glory. I was like. It wasn't an, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It was a, duh, you hear glory. Oh. And, went, Whoa. and then. He's still employed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Perhaps I didn't think of it at all when, like, Dolph was, like, teasing in the beginning. I, I never even crossed my mind. But it's so whack, though, that you're putting back together Ziggler and Rude. When Garza and Andrade, they were a solid tag team together. I like them together. Why just not give them the belts, you know? It didn't, it didn't, like. In the belt three months ago. Yeah. We're even. Uh, what, what, what's wrong with the Viking Raiders? Who are they injured? I don't think so. No. What the hell are they doing? Nothing. There's no tag division. I'm surprised. Man, it really is bad that the WWE cannot just make tag teams. Like, or they just, you know, like, you know what? Tag teams, they just can't. They can't keep them together. Like, well, it, you know, it just reminds me of when Sanity got called up. Sanity, great NXT tag team. And Never it, had a chance. 
Never had a chance. Literally never had a chance. Uh, what else has been going on? Anything else you guys want to bring up? Just their Alexa. Oh, my God. That's been really good. That's and Bray Wyatt has been very, very fun. Um, I don't think they could have picked anybody better to play that part. Oh, she's amazing. She's so good. She's been – it's been fantastic watching this whole storyline play out with Bray Wyatt, Sister Alexa, but even with Nikki Cross and everything like that. It's been so enter- – I think this is the best thing going on in the WWE right now between that and Roman Reigns. Like, I, well, first of all, I think SmackDown has been running away with the competition. But – it's been so just very good, and like you guys just said, they could they couldn't have picked anyone better to do to be this role with Bray Wyatt. It's been phenomenal. What do we think about the Fiend going to Raw and taking the belt from McIntyre? I don't know if they need to put a belt on him anytime soon again. Just in general, like a general. I I don't. I can't who, say that. Who beats Drew? Who takes the belt off Drew? That's the question. Is it Keith Lee? Randy Orton. You, you think Randy wins a Hell in a Cell? You said that already. Yeah. Oh, be. Like I said, it depends on who moves brands. I think it could be Seth Rollins, who's another guy we didn't talk about. Um, well, Drew already beat Seth. Seth is the Monday Night Messiah. Right. Um, now he's doing the Murphy stuff. and Who's, who's like a big... Mysterio family. We got to talk about that really quickly. How this is still going on, like the Ray stuff where they brought in Dominic and they brought in the daughter and like the mom's involved and, and now Murphy's like fighting against it. It's just, I, I don't care at all. Regardless of the story and how long it's dragged on. And forever. Dominic is like one of my favorite wrestlers. He's very good in the ring. I would, He's I would, good. Like this, this started out very interesting, like between Dominic, Ray, Murphy. Yeah, like three oh, months ago. But now it's like, you don't need to bring Aaliyah in. You don't need to bring Mama Mysterio in. Like you don't. He's showing the he's showing the DMs between Murphy and Aaliyah. I, like, I, I cannot. Seth, do something else, please. It's bad, and they insist on pounding home the fact she's nineteen, bro. She's nineteen. She's only nineteen. She's, she's, legal. she's legal. She's of age, so Buddy can do what he wants. I don't know. I just, I'm looking forward to Buddy Murphy versus or what Murphy versus Seth. Let the raw, let the Mysterio stuff be done. Let them do something else. Um, put them in the tag picture together. Ray and Dominic together. Put them in the tag team picture together. But even even like Murphy versus Seth. Then what? You think Murphy's gonna win? No. Well, I think he could. He's got a case. But the thing is, like, regardless, like, who cares? Like, if, if Murphy wins, where would that like? catapult him to if he loses it's him rub, but then what does he do next they need to hold him to a standard at that point which they would get the intercontinental championship maybe like it's like you know, it's my brother calls me up the other day he's watching uh watching Raw for the first time in like forever he calls me up he's like yo when did seth Rollins become jesus i was like <laughs> oh What's that Put Seth on SmackDown. Him and Roman, nice dynamic. It'd be fun. I think go to SmackDown. Whether to be with Roman or not, he should be on SmackDown. It would be fun. Yeah. Um, one other guy that I would like to talk about who has been incredible since coming back, the true intercontinental champion, Sami Zayn. Yep. He's one of those guys that as a babyface in NXT – I was like, this guy is the best baby face they have. I can never see him being a heel. Is just so freaking good at being obnoxious and getting under people's skin. And, you know, before the pandemic, we didn't really see it in the ring because he was kind of just hyping up Nakamura and Cesaro. Now that he's also wrestling and backing it up, he's been great. He's he's looked very good. I mean, and that's something we knew from Sami Zayn. Like, we knew he could wrestle and everything like that. We know he's a great champion. We saw him in NXT. But, you know, what? like you said before the pandemic, he was really just hyping up uh, Shinsuke and uh, Cesaro. But now, like you said, that he's alone and he's doing his thing. He's been phenomenal. A little homeless looking, but he, he's looked great. I think the more disheveled, the better. <laughs> that's what I think with Sami Zayn. <laughs> It was uh, it was creative when he handcuffed them at the pay per view. It was good. Yeah, it's different. It's different, which is good. I like different. 
I don't want to see anything ever go through Jeff's ear again after the screwdriver and out of the. It's, I when I think it was Randy Orton did it one time, and I was like, "Oh my!" In the cell with the screwdriver, he had the handcuffs in the ear. Oh, the ladder. It's, it's just like full cringe. It's like it's uh, it's it's tough to watch. Um. So before we get to the draft, um, on Wednesday nights, Finn Balor's the NXT champion. Um, I think he's been doing the best work both in and out of the ring since he's been in WWE. Agree, disagree? Agreed. Are they going to make him drop it now because he broke his jaw? Uh, I don't think so. I think... It's like a somewhat quick injury to heal from, I think. I think it was a relatively minor thing. It's just like he broke his jaw. Whatever. Um, also, the way NXT works... I don't, it probably isn't, but the way NXT works, I feel like they can work around that. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't wrestle for a month on NXT, comes out, cuts a promo or two, is ready for a takeover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the other thing on NXT that's interesting now, they have this whole um, – did, did you guys watch TakeOver? Yes. Did we watch TakeOver? We saw what happened at the end. Um. Adam Cole being dragged by Ridge Holland. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've seen him wrestle a couple matches. He's a big dude. It's new. It's something different. I I like Ridge Holland. I like him. I just need to see more from him. I don't really have a, like, oh, like, I love this dude. Right. I don't don't know one way or the other. Is, uh, Is Pat McAfee paying Ridge Holland? We need Pat McAfee back on every NXT takeover. Okay, he needs to be. Scratched. He had no business being that good. But he was he was good. That's the thing. That's my man's right. That's my man, Pat McAfee. Had no business, dude. That was funny. Um, and then the other, the other. Uh, what else we got on NXT? Amber Moon is back. Um, that's fun. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Uh, that's cool, and. The last thing I was thinking about it watching the Damian Priest Damian Priest Gargano match the other day. Damian Priest is a freaking rock star. That guy is just from from the entrance to the look. Then he gets in the ring. He's so good. He's I, one of my favorites. I well now that now we're talking about NXT. I didn't think this was a great NXT takeover. I don't know. It was it was a fine card. It was like, you know, you expect like every takeover to be like better than the last one. And I know it's kind of hard when there have been a million great NXT takeovers. But I mean, I think personally, this is on the lower side of the 31 takeovers that they had. Yeah, it wasn't a nuts card. Um, the Kyler Riley Finn Balor match was very good. I thought Gargano and Damian, Damian Priest was very good. Everything in between was, you know. Three, three and a half stars. It was good. It was nothing to write home about. It's nothing. We're not going to be saying, oh, do you guys remember NXT TakeOver 31? Like, that's not, that's not what it was. Um, I think Gargano and Candice might go up to the, to Raw or SmackDown in the draft. That was a rumor. I heard that. But, like, but you said, is NXT in the draft? Like, nobody knows. Nobody knows a thing. Um, that being said, um, we also watch AEW. Um, I didn't watch it last night. I haven't watched it yet. Um, congratulations, Chris Jericho, on 30 years. Would love that. Um, in the meantime, when, here, I'm making a declaration here. We will be back next week. Wow. And we will talk about AEW. I'm, I'm promising you that. Yeah, I haven't watched AEW in a while. So that means I have to watch AEW this week. Yeah, come on. I, I do watch AEW. I just didn't get around to watching it yesterday. I haven't watched Wednesday Night Wrestling in a while. I didn't watch NXT last night either. I watched nothing. I was at home. Uh, anyway, let's do this thing. We're going to put out a mock draft. Um, because there's three of us and two brands, instead of having a Team Raw and Team SmackDown, we're just going to have Team Clem, Team Matt, Team Mark, three team, snake draft, 10 rounds. Uh, take anybody who is currently on the active roster – if they're injured, sure, you can take them. Um, I thought about this. Becky Lynch is unavailable. Okay. Um, 
he's in like that John Cena category. I have a quick question before we start regarding the actual draft. Sure. Do you foresee it being like two authority figures picking like side by side, like repeatedly, or like uh, like how are they going to do this? I don't know. I just hope Stephanie McMahon isn't there because she loves to show up for a draft. Well, Pierce will be there for one of them, right? That's probably SmackDown. But then he's on every show. I think it might be Pierce and Pat Buck. They've been, they've been, I mean, when it comes to the controversies backstage, those have been the two guys who have been, like, in everyone's business. So I think it might be, like, oh, hey, Pat Buck. What's second name? Pat Buck. Pat Buck? He's, he's, a, he's an official. He was the guy uh, a couple months ago that, like, Nia Jax got in the fight with. Oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's a lesser name on screen than Adam Pierce's. Yeah. Uh, I could even see, like, because Shane McMahon's on Raw Underground, he could be like, "Woohoo, I'll take Raw, yeah." <laughs> um, my least favorite thing about Raw Underground is Shane's attempted at commentary. Whoa, oh, he tries his best. Single leg. Whoa, ha! All right. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. You have to line up cocaine before he does those things. It's sad. Um, all right, here's what we're gonna do. Um, who wants to go first? I don't care. I want first. Mark wants first. Clem, want you want to go third? Uh, you, you're the host. You take second. I'll take second. Clem will take third. Um, I'm going to write this down. Mark, Matt, Clem. We're going to snake it. Mark, you're, if you take a tag team, you get them both. You take a stable, you get them all. If, but if you were like, hey, I want Jimmy Uso, then Jay Uso is available. And you gotcha. Okay. And vice versa. All right, Mark, you're on the board. Who's your first pick? I'm taking the Tribal Chief. I was going to I was gonna sell the farm if I didn't get pick one. I was prepared uh, to trade all my picks for him. Yeah, he's – I had this conversation with my brother yesterday. The guy. I said, hey, if you have the first pick in the draft, who are you taking? I feel like there's three guys that if you're not taking them, you're wrong. Roman Reigns is one of them. I'm taking the second one, Drew McIntyre. Okay. All right. Are you not going to say the third one until Clem goes? Well, we'll see what happens. Clem, you get two picks in a row. All right. I'm taking the Fiend. Okay. He's not one of them, but yeah. I'm, I'm taking Paul Heyman too, by the way. Yeah, you got him. That's fine. And I'm taking with my, with my second pick, I'm taking Keith Lee. Keith Lee. All right. Uh, with my second pick. You know that. I'm taking the third guy who I could see as a number one pick, Seth Rollins. Really? You can see Seth Rollins being another number one pick? Yes. He's so good, like still. Mark, picks. Who's joining Roman Reigns on Team Mark? I'm going to take Bailey with one of them. Bailey. All right. Um, It shouldn't be as hard as it is. Like there are so many people available. I know that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't be this hard this early. Uh, I'll take Sasha. Bailey and Sasha. Bailey and Sasha. A couple months ago, that could have just been one round, but now it's two. That's fine. Uh, I am gonna take AJ Styles. Ooh, solid, solid pick. Um. I'm going to take Sister Alexa because I have the fiend. I got to, got to take Sister Alexa. No, that's like, that counts. You don't need to take her also. Okay. It's a package deal. No, Alexa Bliss you have to take. She's oh, starting right. empty. All right. He took Alexa. All right. Then he takes Alexa Bliss. I've been overruled. All right. <laughs> and with, my sec- with my other pick, Matt, I'm taking your boy, Sami Zayn. Oh, all right. I'm a little annoyed about that, but that's fine. Uh, fourth round, I am going to take – the hurt business. Ooh, good. Solid. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong with that. It's a lot of guys. Mark, who you got? Close the fourth round, start the fifth. Close the fourth round, start the fifth. Mm, I'm going to take... I think Randy Orton. Ooh, good pick. And Kevin Owens. Owens. Very nice. I want to KO. I am going to take the women's tag team champions, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Damn it. Everyone's taking my picks. Those are good picks. Um, I'm going to take 
Clint, two picks. Make it happen. This is tough, man. Um, is Charlotte available? Charlotte is available. Making Charlotte. You know what's funny? Like 45 minutes ago when we started and I was thinking about this, I was like, I'm going to take Charlotte. They're not going to remember. Why is, Charlotte, why is Charlotte available? I forgot. She's hurt. She's eligible. Hurt or she's hurt. One of her boobs pop again. Um, I think it actually was both. <laughs> they were like seeping into like her blood or something. They're like fucking around. Yeah. Oh, but uh, okay. My second pick. It's gotta be. Oh my god. You know what? I'm building. I'm going young. I'm building my roster around not him, but I'm gonna take Dominic Mysterio. Just Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio. All right. I would let you take the whole family if you want all of them. I don't want the whole family. I just want Dominic. You can have all of them. All right. Here we go. Middle of the sixth round. Give me the new day. Ah, yes. They are still a thing. I forgot. Feel the power. Feel the power. Mark. Do you consider Daniel Bryan not here? Like, what's what's his status? Oh, no. You could take Daniel Bryan. And, like, did I miss it or did neither of you take Oscar yet? Nobody took Oscar. All right. I'm going to take Oscar Daniel Bryan. Oscar Daniel Bryan. It's pretty loaded. I don't know. I forgot about Daniel Bryan. That was the first. Daniel Bryan was the first pick of the seventh round. Uh, Joining the New Day on Team Matt. Let's go. We love tag teams. We have the New Day. We have the women's tag champs. We have the Hurt Business. Give me the SmackDown tag champs, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. You can take that tag team while I, yes. take, while I take the Street Profits. Okay. Street um, uh, I think it's probably worse on me than not fully knowing what's going on right now, but when you were, like, hyping up, like, what you were about to say, I didn't know who the SmackDown tag champions were. That's uh, – I, I was not- like – Heavy machinery? And you're like, Cesaro. Oh, yeah. That's 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 not totally your fault. All right, Clem, eighth pick. And I'm taking another man from SmackDown who's been a little quiet lately, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. All right. I'm going to go Sheamus. We don't love that pick. Love me some Sheamus. You do or you don't? I don't. Not a Sheamus guy over here. Big Sheamus guy. All right, Mark, pick eight, pick nine. I'm going to take Miz and Morrison. All right. Hey, hey, ho, ho. And uh, Retribution. Oh, I was going to take them next. Oh, I wouldn't want any part of them. Retribution. They're just going to ruin your show. Think about all the stories I can write with them. No tag team wrestling on my show, by the way. We're not doing it. That's fine. (laughs) all right my ninth pick i have two picks left i'm definitely forgetting people that i like uh who do i want there's one guy that should be taken that no one said yet i'm gonna take alistair black just oh. two guys. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take your last two picks. Take my girl, Nikki Cross. Okay. I'm gonna take my man, Pots and Pans, Jeff Hardy. Jeff was one of the guys. So. Jeff Hardy. I thought of Jeff Hardy. Uh, and I'm gonna take Chris Jericho with my last pick. Um, no, nah, let me hear, let me think. I was gonna say if we were losing eight of you guys, I'm gonna. <laughs> I waited till the end, so you guys can't have it. Um, my last pick. Oh, I don't know. You take Miro. Take who? Miro. Oh, Miro. Um, get these hands. Get these. Yeah, I thought about that. I don't want my show. You, you hate it, bro. No, he's not coming anywhere close to Team Matt. Oh, do I have a pick? Do I have a pick left or no? Am I done? Uh, you have one more. Um, give me. Uh, gets rid. Give me Andrade with my last pick. Oh, I didn't even think of Andrade, man. Oh, that's a good pick. 
You didn't have to think of Andrade. Mark, finish it up. I will take Lacey Evans. Not a bad pick. Evans. All right. So your final shows. Mark, Roman Reigns, Bailey, Sasha, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Asuka, Daniel Bryan, Miz and Morrison, Retribution, Lacey Evans. My my roster is Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, The Hurt Business, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, The New Day, Cesaro and Nakamura, Sheamus, Aleister Black, and Andrade, Team Klim, The Fiend, Keith Lee, Alexa Bliss, Sami Zayn, Charlotte, Dominic, Street Profits, Matt Riddle, Nikki Cross, and Jeff Hardy. Solid rosters, honestly. That's something. I, I, I think you're going to regret not taking the whole family. No, I'm not. But um, he was going to give you Rey Mysterio. I'm giving you a legend for free and his daughter. And you said, no, I don't want it. And probably Buddy Murphy is probably going to like marry into the family. That's what it looks like is going to happen. I'm surprised you didn't take your boy Baron Corbin. You know, when you took Matt Riddle, I thought, you know what? You know what they would hate if I took Baron Corbin? I thought about it. No one took Braun. That's your boy. I don't need him. No one took the Riot Squad. No one took. I was thinking about the Riot Squad. I was like, oh. I was, gonna, I was thinking Naomi, but like, I was just Lacey Evans and stuff. Who else didn't get picked? That's the big show is kind of on TV sometimes. Oh, yeah. We must... I, had, I have Sasha Bailey, Asuka, Lacey. You have a solid women's division. Good luck. What's your women's division? I got Charlotte, Nikki, Alexa. It's a lot of triple threat matches. I have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler wrestling <laughs> each other every week. Um, That's it. And you know who I just thought of? Technically, I guess is eligible, but the draft is finished and nobody can make any changes. Instead of Andrade, I should have taken Edge. Probably. You guys remember him? Yeah, you got I remember him. a little bit. I totally forgot about Edge. Uh, anyway. That's it for our super cool mock draft. Uh, I'll throw that on the onlines. We'll see, we'll see what all the people think. Um, in the meantime, anything we didn't get to that you guys want to touch on? Anything we're looking forward to? We're looking forward to next week, the return, again. Yeah, that's big time. Count down the days. Count down the minutes. Yeah. Clint, don't forget, Matt said it. Matt has proclaimed that we're back next week. We have evidence. Well, everyone knows in the group chat, I've been itching to do the show for the past. Yeah, and then last Friday when I was super excited, <laughs> it was just going to be me and you, and then 10 minutes or before we were supposed to go, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. I didn't realize I was going to work late. Okay. It's just yeah. Listen, make- Life gets in the way, but we're back. That's perfectly fine. Life does get in the way, but you got to take that one. That one's on you, not me. No, it is. It is. I, I was fully disappointed in myself that I had to work late, but whatever. We're back. We're rolling. And we're ready to go. We're here. <laughs> Blows out the lantern. Shout out Brody Lee and Big Red Eric Rowan. We're back. We're glad to be back. Clem, Mark, and myself, this has been the Phenomenal Forum.